Coming to you live from the It's Funny Studios, I'm Doug. I'm Greg. And this is Mike. And this is the It's Funny That Makes It Okay podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. You are back with us on another beautiful Monday, three weeks until Christmas. Wow. It is hard to believe. Ho, ho, ho. If you're quiet, you can probably hear our jingle bells. Nope, nothing to hear. <laughs> I would have had some prepared if you had We're said wearing that. compression shorts today, so you don't hear the jingle bells. <laughs> That's from another episode. I say, even without the compression shorts, if you're hearing those, we got problems. Clanging around. <laughs> All right. So, That's what the giant the, brass sound I heard. <laughs> Probably more like a ding, ding. I don't know, the giant brass. Who's playing the triangle? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cold down here in the studio, so. It is kind of chilly. All right. It was well, cold. It was cold. <laughs> I was in the pool. Oh, no, that's not right. All right. Well, I'll give a quick rundown, and then we'll go around and see what everybody's got. I think Greg said he has something at the top yeah. of the show. A couple little things. Then we got uh, segment one. We're going to talk about some animal stuff, dogs, dogs, and wild turkey. <laughs> no, we're not talking about Mike's shower habits. This is something else. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? Wild turkey. It's a drink. It's a, it's oh, a whiskey. 151. For See, those I don't of you get, that don't know. I don't get that fancy in the shower. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bartender's just there to crack open the... Uh, he's not mixing your cocktails? cap for me. No. No, he's not You know, he's not that great of a bartender. He just pops the cap for me. You need a dude in the shower me. to open the, the... Just to open the beer bottle? Well, Doug puts... Doug apparently puts him in the shower, but that's not <laughs> oh, where he is. Oh, I didn't know. No, he, he's prior to the shower. Oh, okay. Then. So he so hands me the in, drinks on the way in. Yeah. Yeah. Comes, yeah. Does he hand you a towel? The, no, but he should. He should. I agree. I figured he'd have it over his arm, his arm, you know, take it off and throw it to you. And you know what? He's slacking. Dispense some. He doesn't uh, mix my drinks. He doesn't give me my towels. Well, some nights when Mike comes down the hall, he's got a velvet rope up and he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> yeah, let him I'm in the sorry, shower. Mike, you're not on the you're list. You're not on the what? list tonight. Well, I'm always on the list. Oh, okay. <laughs> the VIP room. I'm the one and only guy on <laughs> There we go. Mike's going back to the VIP room. <laughs> But after our animal stories, we're going to talk about a uh, a man who might have dodged a bullet or not. We don't know, but uh, I think he did. <laughs> why don't? Well, because I don't think it said if he was if if this couple was still together or not. So, but he at least it's a red flag. He dodged he, some bullet. <laughs> he's, he's got some information. And then we're going to talk uh, maybe a couple of Christmas gifts and toys from Christmas past. Uh, this year, this week, I think we're going to do 60s and 70s. Next week, we're going to do kind of 80s through the 2000s. Because it'll just be the 80s. I was kind of the early 80s. I did some toys, but I was yeah. We're getting kinda, past toys. I kind of aged myself out. And then Mike, uh, Mike was in. born <laughs> in the, the mid 90s. So that that mid 80s to mid 90s is going to be a little bit of a a blank spot. So we'll have a little bit of early 80s and then more late 90s and 2000s stuff. I think early 80s, I got my Trans Am because of that toy. <laughs> I didn't get it for Christmas. Well, I had a Trans Am too, but it was a matchbox. <laughs> so not quite the same. No, no, it's not. It's a little harder to pick up chicks in that. But... <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, baby. All right. So how's everybody doing? Good? Good. Everybody, good, good, good Thanksgiving. and Excellent. Yeah. yeah ate was... too much, but it was Yeah, good. it went really well, though. All right. Well, for the most part. For the most part. Which brings me to my gripe. Uh-oh. <laughs> so over the weekend, <clears throat> you guys put up lights on your house for Christmas, right? No. 
Some, oh, yeah. a few. What are you yeah. talking? Lights? What? Lights, oh. external lights. Exterior. Well, I can see uh, the guy in my neighborhood who does the whole display. I can see his lights from here, actually. <laughs> yeah. Can you really? <laughs> Lighting up the sky. To- <laughs> he, he does He does quite the uh, show, Yeah, that guy. Yes, is. he does. But for my part, I do put up some lights. Yeah. Did you have any problems with him this year? Any- when is there not problems putting up lights? <laughs> I had to go. Any specific problems? Well, actually, no. I, I, this was the one year. I didn't really have any problems other than I had to go get some new new lights because we kind of changed up the front of the house. I used to have a deck. We had some basement problems, so I had to pull the deck off, and then I just had a pat, patio poured. So some of my stuff that I had before wasn't really going to go. <laughs> kind of hard to hang around the edge of the concrete. A little hard. A <laughs> little hard. I did. I do. Put a little garland right around the edge. No. <laughs> so I got some icicle lights and hung from the gutter, which I've never done before, but I like them. Are they the actual like icicles that yeah. look like icicles? Yeah, they're not like just the like the wire that hangs. It's an like actual mine. like plastic icicle that hangs. Yeah, and they they flash. I, I like them. Yeah, and then I we have three little Christmas trees that we put out there, and we bought a little kind of wicker looking snowman. And we already had some lighted like three lighted uh, gifts boxes yeah. or something, and then uh, last year or two years ago. I bought an old sled, the old rail sled. You know, it's got the metal rails on them yep. and everything. And uh, I always decorated that. And so I redecorated it, put some lights on it, put a wreath on it, and put that out front. And then on our, we still have our porch off to the side, and I decorated it about the same as we always do. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. No, went, went well. Oh, that's surprising. I, yeah. <laughs> no, no problems. Uh, other than the 14 trips to Menards. <laughs> well, that's, that goes with any yeah, house that's project. All, I mean, that's just I don't the care way if it's lights is. or... Well, mine, I... Prior to hanging them, I lined the garage, uh, you know, kind of through the front walkway, and then I did them over the gutters down our column out front, so uh, decent coverage. It's not a ton of lights. It's like four or five strands, I think, in total, but... Um, I tested them all before I, you know, go up to the trouble of putting them up, test them. They all look great. Well, the very first day I had them up, I came home and half <laughs> the chunk right on the middle of the gutters was out. Of I'm like, course. oh, that's a great look. Even though it worked literally hours before when I plugged it in to test them. Of course. Them. It's, it's, it's it got to be fine. the middle. It can't be like the first or the <laughs> no. last. No. So you can just pull off. No. So that resulted in me going to buy new strands. You know, it's like. Well, because you can't leave it. Well, no. no. <laughs> One thing I did find, uh, the Christmas stuff this year, ridiculously expensive. It is Lights. Expensive. I, I mean, I could not believe the price of for that strand of icicles. It was 25 bucks. I bought one oh, strand, 16 feet. Jeez. Yeah, I didn't have the, I don't have the fancy icicle lights or anything. I just got the, <laughs> I little, had one strand. The mini I bought LEDs. That. Uh, well, here's, I was going to get the bigger LED lights, the, like C nines or yeah, because yeah. that's what I had. Every, those were twelve ninety nine a, a pack, and I would have need two. So I'm like, well, here's one, and it's the exact length I need. Yeah, I don't have to worry about plugging out, you know, two strands together and all this. Like I just yeah. went with that. Yeah. So I I had to basically take down the first strand because I'm not I'm not messing with the sixty bulbs. I'm not trying to find the one in there that's like bad. <laughs> So I've I just, done that many times. I pl- I just took them down. So I basically had to hang them up twice. Yep, but, you yeah. know, I took them down off the gutters. Well, that's the fun part. And, you get to do it twice. Well, I had it nice and neat, too, the first time. <laughs> but the second strand, I was just 
over it. So I mean, they don't look bad, but they're you can tell they're more they're more rough. Someone driving by, boy, he was really haphazard when he did that. <laughs> they look fine. They're just, they're just a wadded up ball thrown on top of the roof. <laughs> done. I'm done with this. It's the I, I really hid well where I had to because I I do have to get you know two strands to connect kind of towards the end of my gutters. So that part where I have the plug-ins, I think he's giving you not a friend symbol there. for flipping somebody off, so. <laughs> he's banging his two banging hands his two together. together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mimicking the plug-in <laughs> symbol. You're plugging them in. Yes, plug them together. Yeah. So that was that was the extent of the yeah. pain, though. Yep. Basically, just had to do it twice. Yeah. Well, real quick. So that's my gripe this week is. Uh, I normally, you know, I have the icicle lights, not the kind Doug's talking about, but just these string ones that hang down, you know. And I've always used incandescent bulbs, the strings of them. But every year, it's inevitable that I, I'm like you. I have a section that doesn't work. But fortunately, it's usually when I plug them in in the garage and then before I go out. But every year, I end up replacing at least one string of those. So this year I thought, well, I'll do, I'm going to just switch it. I want to go to LED. I want to get LED lights. But then I worry, is it going to be that bright blue color that I hate? Um, you know, because I like the soft white. And LED, it's hard to find a soft white. So I found some Philips ones on Amazon. So those were the only ones I could find. Were the, uh, the soft white LEDs. I didn't see any colored ones. Yeah, and that's mine are soft. Mine are white. And yeah. Supposedly soft white. They're, they're not bad. But when I was buying them, I was buying them off Amazon, and somebody and people were saying, "Well, there's a, a slight flicker in the LED when you plug them in." It's like, well, I don't want them to flicker. Because have you ever seen that where LED lights kind of have like a strobing like effect to them? I'm trying to think if I have or not. I don't, I don't want to have know, a seizure probably. in the front yard while I'm looking at my lights. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I I went ahead and ordered them. So I needed 114 linear feet. Of lights because I went down the side of the house year, this year too. So I've got the front, which was 28 feet, and then I've got the rest of it goes in the two story part. So I ordered them, got them here. I started putting them up at 11 o'clock Saturday morning, and I got done at almost four o'clock putting them up. Just those, no other outdoor lights, just those lights. And the reason is, is why can they not pack them somehow so that when you pull them, when you pull them out of the box, they're already pre like stretched and hang nicely. No, you got to open these and they're all scrunched up and you got to pull each strand down. Well, I've got 1200 lights. It's cold. They were in the the pool. (laughs) (laughs) They was cold. They're all shriveled up. Yeah, they, they warm up. They they expand. They get a little longer, a little bigger, a little fuller. Yes, I did warm them up, yes. and they got longer. Yes. Cue the triangle. We've again. all been there. But I started to pull. <laughs> I started to pull on them. <laughs> but it's twelve hundred lights. I had to go through each one of those strings and pull it <laughs> to stretch it out. So if I was given a signal for something well, earlier, Greg's signal was way worse. <laughs> I'd much rather have Mike's signal given to me. I wasn't cued in on what this meant earlier, but now I know. Oh, but we all were cued in on what Greg was doing. <laughs> Pulling lights. Pulling lights. So, Making them longer. So, yeah, it just it's just that why can't they? Now, next year, it won't be too bad because I'll take them off and carefully put them in totes and they'll be nicely laid out. And then when I pull them out, hope, but then something well, will work. But 
I don't know what magic happens to lights when you fold them up. Because my I opened the box and they were not in there how I folded them up. I, yeah, they do kind of. In the three hundred something days you put them in that box to when you take them out, no. something does I don't know happen. what happens in that box, but it yeah. is not. And a set that was working when you took it down suddenly is not working yeah. any longer when you pull it out of the tote. It's like, what happened? It's it's been in the tote. How can it stop working? What happened? Yeah. But anyway, so it took me five hours to hang these stupid bulbs up. One well, you really enjoy hang you know hanging uh, lights up from the height of. Uh... I don't go up there and do it though. I use I got a stick, <laughs> so which is also not easy. Well, how are you reaching up and, and pulling all the all the strands? No, I pull them before I put them up. <laughs> well, so on the ground, <laughs> on the ground, I lay them out. And I pull them <laughs> to stretch them out. Then I take my – I've got this stick I bought that's got – it holds these plastic Shove clips. A stick in. And push Put it, it up. up. <laughs> and then clip it on. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. Got I, it. I finally got them up and they're working. Nice. Thank you. Yes. Maybe you should just leave them up all year round. <laughs> well, honest, I saw that. Like oh I've seen it oh yeah it's just like there's lights hanging on people's houses I can't do that oh, I can't though. either I, that I, drives that, me nuts no and it, yeah if you're out there if you're out there listening and you do that stop, stop it, it. <laughs> take them down what is the matter with you you got till the you are latest you are ruining the neighborhood I'd yeah. say it, the latest if you're in a bad weather climate area you got at the latest end of February yeah. To get them down. You, you turn them off like January 2nd or 3rd. They, yeah. they got to come off then. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you through the New Year's, even the day after New Year's, but then you got to turn them off. Yeah. Unplug them. Yeah. And I, if you want to wait till the weather gets nice, yeah, end of yeah. February, they, they got to come down. Yeah, you're going to have at least one nice day in there to take them down. They well, got to come down. For me, the first nice weather day is when they go up, and then the first <laughs> nice weather day is when they, when they come down. They come yeah. down. So, so that's that. That's my gripe is out there having to pull on my lights. <laughs> now, real quick update on another story we talked about over the last couple weeks was the first annual Morton Christmas Parade. <laughs> I went to that. The mini the, parade. The cops were there. The cops blocked oh. the roads Because originally they had said that they weren't going to They weren't going to. Well, then I guess it turned out that's what they had said. Yeah. Or somebody had said that they the police said they weren't going to. So, So I guess it turned out they were blocking the roads, and they did. But they only put cones out suggesting that you park somewhere else. It was like, this is a suggestion, not required that you have to park somewhere else. So it's like else. the speed limit. So I guess if you got, yeah, I guess if you got School in zone. there before the cops blocked the road off, you could have parked on Main Street. But there was a suggestion, these cones were all set up that said, suggestion to park in the parking lot on the, you know, block away or whatever. Why would you want to park in the route of the parade? So, so they pull candy the at your car? Sit know. in your car? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so so I went to the parade, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> earlier on I shared you all the rules of the parade that, you you, you know, no semis. Um, no politicians. No politicians. I think there were no, like, tumbling or. Yeah. Well, I saw that one broken. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. There was a group of a girl dance class that. 
two of the little girls did backhand springs. Oh my god! Cartwheels. They it were tumbling. Said, I didn't. I was waiting for a cop to come over and like just beat them with his billy club. <laughs> <laughs> no tumbling. There's no tumbling in this parade. It's an elf. An elf comes out and smacks him with a big candy cane. Wow! <laughs> it's the ones that mess with the lights. In we the said toads. no tumbling. Yeah. <laughs> Can you not read? <laughs> but they tumbled. I saw them with my own eyes. I didn't report them. <laughs> I'm you sure they. I'm on sure Facebook. They, yeah, and then my other sure complaint with the whole parade was people control your kids. Holy, we were we had our two grandkids. People there. don't control their kids. No, there, they right? need to. Okay, gotcha. We had our two grandkids there, and they're you know the furthest they got away from the curb was about three feet. We'd let them get that far. The ones next to us, they're out at the yellow line in the center of the road. They're over. Piling in front of our grandkids, take, trying to take all the candy that's being thrown out. It's like, come on, get your kids back over there and get them closer to the curb. Did you say something? No. You should have said something. <laughs> Pull them out. I was going to call the cop and tell him. Well, the elves were too busy beating the tumblers. So well, yeah, they, the they tumblers. want the help. But. Yeah. But yes, we've seen that at the Pumpkin Festival Parade, too. Kids just get out of hand. Get out there. They. They're going to get run over. And I feel like most most kids, though, are... You know, are, you run over a kid or two, and that'll stop that. It will. <laughs> I feel like most kids are decent at that, actually. I, I, I've seen... Most. There was... This group was yeah. not. But you're you're always going to get the outliers. Yeah. Kind of and they're usually next to me. <laughs> when it goes, it's the parents. The kids just do what the parents allow them to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, even after the parade was over... The kids were still out there in the middle of the road. Finally, a cop did come up and say, hey, you got to get back to the side. Uh, we're opening the road again. As a parent, why would you let your kid just run wild? I, I could not stand that. No. Nope. So. Well, had you said something, as Doug suggested you did, you would have been the bad guy. Oh, oh of, yeah, course of course you would have. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just like, corral your kids. Come on. So. All right. That's my couple of things. That's it? Yep. No McDonald's this week. It's a Christmas. I don't have anything. No, no fast food. No nothing. You got anything, Mike? No. No. Okay. Well, I guess I do have a kind of a restaurant thing, but it's not really about the restaurant. I want (laughs) to sort of a restaurant. Let me ask you this: How do you now? We know how Greg feels, so (laughs) this is more towards Mike. But how do you feel about animals, dogs specifically, inside of a business, coming into a business? I, I see it a lot anymore. Yeah. Well, um, this is coming from a guy who has two dogs, and I'm assuming this is happening at a restaurant. Um, so my in my experience, my two dogs beg constantly at the dinner table, are very <laughs> annoying, very in the way. So I'm going to say I'm not probably going to be a fan of – if I saw like a pet or an animal in a restaurant that I'm gonna eat at, that's a no. That's a no go for me. And honestly, it could be a service animal that's just hanging out somewhere, minding its business. And it's yeah. what about the, a the non-restaurant? Of it kind of, Does that make a difference, or do you? Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. Like if it's like a Menards or whatever. You, oh, you know, I see them at Farm and Fleet all the time. If I'm going to get you know the third strand of Christmas lights, you know, on the fourth <laughs> trip, you know that that doesn't bother me as much. 
See, I don't think we need the dogs in every place. Unless it's a service dog. You're in there, and and I, by service dog, I mean you're blind. Yes, there, there's a specific reason. I don't mean reason. that, hey, I get nervous if I don't travel with my dog. And so you carry this or little my bunny mutt my around with you. snake or my... I, that is, that is, I don't need that. And And this is, I have two dogs. I love dogs. But they're dogs. I don't. You don't need to take them to every store you go to. You I'm gonna don't. say that it's a hard no for me at a restaurant if I'm eating or people are eating there. That's a that's a hard no. Now but, Petco, PetSmart. I mean, those yeah. are fine. dog stores. I'm yeah, <laughs> fine. The dogs go. I have no problem. But sometimes they have dogs in there, and they don't bother me. But I would understand if somebody went into like Menards to go get something, and they come around the corner, and you've got a, a big dog there. Some people are afraid of dogs, mm-hmm. and they're like. I, so I just yeah. If they were attacked from the school bus every day walking home, <laughs> yes, yes, it gives you a little were, fear of dogs. <laughs> if they were attacked, yeah. If to, that would happen to someone, if you come to my house, you're afraid of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I just don't think that you need to take them to every place you go. I, I agree. Don't. I agree. Now, my wife and I a few weeks ago. I've been saving this one. I forgot. So a few weeks ago, we went to Pizza Ranch. I don't know how no, that's no, a national place, but it's a I had a feeling it's kind a of a buffet. They got chicken and yep. pizza and salad, and it's dessert pizza. Not my favorite, but it's yeah, okay. It's, it's borderline place for me. It's like and now, granite. I don't mean this in a bad way, but when you go. There's a certain clientele that goes to that restaurant, and you kind of know that. If you wind up, that's Doug Meeks. I don't care. I will completely own it. I'm telling you right now. If you lined up ten people and you said three of them were at Pizza Ranch, you would be fairly. I, I think you could pick out the three that went there eighty percent of the time. Did they go to Walmart afterwards? <laughs> they might have, or came from Walmart. But I'm. Am I wrong? I'm saying it, but am I wrong? No. Is there a no. certain a certain But I go there. <laughs> I have gone there. So I'm one of those people. Well, I said 80% of the time. There oh, are good. the exceptions. I could be the 20%. Then. But as a rule, you're going to be able to pick them out. Look, I will say the unpopular things. I, this is, it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> the truth they look hurts. a certain way. I like how Doug no, had to, are, to come up with the percentages to carve out the exceptions. You know, it's like, <laughs> we are the exception. No, it's not fair because most of them would be on the little scooter or rascal when they come in. <laughs> so in your lineup, if you see that, that's an automatic. Okay, they were at the buffet. <laughs> they were there. Honestly, And I probably s- at Walmart. <laughs> I say, honestly, I don't see that many of those there. I mean, I see a lot of mobility problems. <laughs> they but- can't get it around the buffet. They can't get up. It'd be they like can't get as close to, to the dessert pizza with that. It would, They're able to walk for the dessert pizza. It would be like trying to drive a semi around a two-block parade. <laughs> it would be. It would not be easy. It would not be easy at all. <clears throat> anyway, so my wife and I are there. I see these four people come in, or three people. And the one woman has this little chihuahua. Now, now we'll say this. Shouldn't they have been I'm a Taco a, Bell? <laughs> I'm not a fan. It didn't look like it was a long-haired chihuahua, and it didn't look like it was full-blooded. It, it was really, it was a very cute little dog. It really was. Kind of had the markings of like a border collie or an Australian shepherd, kind of that um, a merle-type look to it. And it had long hair. 
They had a little sweater on it. Did it have a and bow? It was shaking. Did it have a bow in his hair? <laughs> no. And I will I will give them this. The dog was super good. It never barked. It never whined. Well, then it was better than some of the kids that are. It was better than the people at the table. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the dogs was maybe the people at the table were there with the dog. I don't know. (laughs) But they came in. They went and got their stuff. They sat the dog on the chair next to him. Okay, so I thought, well, is this some kind of a again? If it's a service dog, what what is a what is a Chihuahua doing for you? It's scared to death. How does a service dog lead you? It's like, okay, give me some pepperoni. Like, well, take me. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. But that was they, they got their puppuccino they set, at Starbucks. They yeah. set the dog on the chair. They went and got some food. One of them would stay at the table all the time. But like I said, the dog was really good. It just sat there, just sat there looking around, just quiet. But while we're eating, I look over. They had put napkins down, and they were taking food off their plate and putting it the chicken and little pe. And the dog is eating. <laughs> At the table, not on the table. I don't it was think eating they have a dog the, price. It was eating off the the chair, but still, I told, I said, I, that's it. I, I I don't know that I can come here. I'm not a fan of here anyway. I'm not coming here on a regular basis. But this might have been the straw that is like I I'm done. I'm out. I can't do this. It drove me nuts. I wanted to just I wanted to get the manager like you can't have people with a dog in here. Again, unless it's a seeing eye dog, I that's it. And it's probably not going to eat because I've seen no. them in there before. They, they lay just down, lay on the floor, or whatever. Sit there. That's all they do. So that was it. That, that's my gripe. I don't think that you need to take unless your dog is service, and by service I mean like a seeing eye dog. You have some kind of major medical issue that you have to have the dog. Not just you're stressed out or you get nervous or you don't like to travel without the dog. Needed to guide you through the buffet line. Maybe it sniffs everything. Tells him what's good. Oh, that, oh that's good. Yeah, don't point that. at it. Ooh, turns his head away. Yeah. Stay I away from the green beans. I cannot imagine being the next person to sit at that table. You had no idea what happened. No. Again, the dog wasn't eating off the table. It was just sitting there. And it was a really good dog. I don't want to see it at the restaurant. That doesn't. And I yeah. have two dogs. I love dogs. I don't want them at the restaurant. I don't want a dog eating off of my table. No. The dogs don't do that. No. I, I've got. I know people that do that. Or cats. They're the cat jump up. I'm like, no, no, <clears throat> no, no. Yeah. no cat on the table. Is it- no cat eating off of your plates. No. Years nope. and years ago, we went over to some people's house. They invited us over. My son was very young. I don't know, grade school. So come over for dinner. We went. They're nice people. We're talking. We all got done with dinner. She cleans off the table. She took the plates and sat them on the floor. The dog, I'm, I'm like, I already ate. Oh. I'm going to throw up. I, I I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> I pray I never the see that happen. The dog licked all the plates up. And she put them in the dishwasher. I know the dishwasher gets hot. And still, it's like, don't let him lick off of the plates. Yeah. They're that human I plates. Ate. He's got a dish. Put it in the dish. Yeah. Oh, I, I was, can, it I was all they, I could do. At least didn't wait till you like left. You <laughs> no, know, she took him, like, laid him right on the floor. My wife's like, she goes, I can see the look in your eyes. Like that was fear and disgust. Like, oh my gosh, no, this is not happening. <laughs> well, we're done eating here. We are yeah. <laughs> very done eating here. Said our dogs when we eat will come up and they'll put their, you know, their muzzles right in between our arms. You know, as we're trying to use the utensils or whatever, and, and they'll beg the entire time we eat, but they're not getting. 
scraps or they're not eating at our table. Yeah. It's not happening. No. So that was all I had on that. I just was wanting a ruling. I, I thumbs down, <laughs> thumbs down on yeah, the thumbs dogs. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. I will give it to the dogs at the store, you know, occasionally, but. Like you nice. said, certain stores, certain stores. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, yeah. I, you know, yeah. like I said, Farm and Fleet, there's pet supplies and yeah. things in there. It's like, okay, the, you know, well, bring them. Would you let them go into Kroger's? There's pet supplies in Kroger's. There's not enough pets, uh, pet supplies. Also, now we have, what's, what's the, what's the <laughs> threshold? How much pet supplies do they need? Well, see, Farm and Fleet is to me not really a food store per se. It's got some it does snacks some and things food. in there, but Kroger Soups, has, is a food that's what it is is yeah. a food store i mean i don't want them in there okay although people bring it walmart or too don't love it uh, i'm yeah no i don't want the walmart the dog doesn't want to be in walmart nobody no, wants to be in walmart. nobody wants to be in the <laughs> nobody walmart. wants to be in the walmart <laughs> so so yeah menards i'm okay i would give it I yeah mean, I get farm and fleet menards yeah. and like you said the dog stores i mean yeah all right. Well, I got another dog story. This woman, uh, it says this is from uh, the New York Post. Says this woman claims to be a dog groomer. So we're going to take her at her word. Shared an email allegedly from a picky woman looking to get her rare dog groomed for the first time. It says my name is Susan. I'm looking for a groomer for my dog who can groom him in a non-confrontational manner. I believe is best for him. <laughs> First off, what are they? I don't even understand. Non-confrontational. What are you like? What do you want, dog? You want say, to hear are, dog? Huh? are most huh? groomers that way? Are they, are they <laughs> real confrontational? Bring it, dog. <laughs> Says Dooley is an 18-month-old Bernal Doodle. Bernal B-E-R-N-O-W-D-O-O-D-L-E. Okay. If your dog's type ends in doodle, you're probably over the top. It says if you're unfamiliar. Familiar with the more rare doodle breeds, he is a a Bernese Mountain Dog, Chow, and Standard Poodle. That sounds like a mutt. Now you just got three or four <laughs> dogs into the. How do you mix three dogs? I understand the two dog mix. I don't know how you get the three dogs going. <laughs> Some weird stuff going on. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't either. But anyway, that's what she had, and this would be his first haircut. As I have not found a groomer willing. To work within the parameters I believe in. Which there's the problem right there. <laughs> the parameters I believe Susan in. Susan explained that Dooley's hair was seven to eight inches long and she wanted one or two inches removed all over. While I'm sure any groomer could easily handle the haircut, I'm having difficulty finding a groomer willing to wait for him to consent <laughs> to each part of the grooming. He will consent by maintaining eye contact with you while you're working. If he looks away, he's withdrawn his consent, and you will need to stop until he grants it again. Oh this gosh. woman is insane. Yes. What, this, this haircut could take you uh, three days. What, what am I going to do if the dog looks away? Is it okay? Now listen, Fluffy, I'm going to touch you here. Is that going to make you uncomfortable? <laughs> I would just hold up a dog treat in front of me Yeah. so he keeps eye contact with it. And <laughs> yeah. Grant's consent. As an added challenge, Susan demanded her pooch not be leashed to a tub or forced into a cage during the salon experience as she doesn't believe in anything that could be psychologically uncomfortable. It's a dog. I hope she doesn't it's have a kids. Dog. 
I, well, she's she's a nut. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Since I understand not everyone is as fluent in his language as I am, <laughs> I would prefer if it stayed and supervise if I stayed and supervised his grooming to oh, make boy. sure you don't miss anything he's telling you. See, you know what? That's what you need is this woman sitting here and saying, "Don't touch him! Don't touch him!" There, it's like he turned his eyes. He, he gave. He took away his consent. Yeah, you know, I, I think to that point, everything up until that point, if I was the groomer, I'd be like, you know, whatever. I'll play along with this doll. I'll play nice. As soon as she steps in the room, too, it, no, it's done. It's over. Yep. Because the dog probably would be maybe okay, you know, throughout the thing. But as soon as, soon as she's in there, trouble starts. Yep. You can already see it. Yep. She says, Dooley will need a bath, blow dry, brush out. He might have a few small tangles, but they'll be easy to brush out. And a full standard doodle haircut. <laughs> well, you'll be you'd be the groomer, and then you'd be doing whatever you're doing, and yeah. then she'd stop you. She'd be like, no, 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 you're not doing it right. You're not well, doing it right. Well, to top it off, she also added this. My schedule is very busy, so this appointment can only take max of two hours. Oh, my gosh. So this email is taking two hours to get through because you're insane. You're a nut. So there you go. Yeah, she is. She is saying that her dog needs to consent to every part of the grooming. <laughs> you're, you're touching your grooming. And like, rah, 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 rah. Like, what? Oh, he doesn't want you to touch him there. <laughs> well, I've got to clip him. I got to clip him here. Good luck at the vet. Wow. Gee, Christmas. <laughs> she gets home. She has a little dog toy. Put your paw on where he touched you. Where did he touch you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, puppy. <laughs> Were your eyes giving consent at that moment? They're at the dog park. Another dog st- sticks his nose in Fluffy's butt. Ah! Did you give consent? My dog did not. That's sexual harassment. Sexual assault. Yeah. They call the cops on it. Start, the, the dog starts humping Fluffy. No! No, he didn't give consent. He did at the beginning, but then he took it away. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. So, anyway, there you go. That's all I got with that. <clears throat> it's like helicopter parenting. For it's, dogs. It's worse. It's a dog. <laughs> well, I like this paragraph here, too. Further down, people are replying to this. And somebody says, as a canine behaviorist oh. with a degree in canine behavior and 15 years experience working with reactive dogs, this is the type of owner that turns their dog into a mess. I would say a behaviorist might assist in making your dog a mess, too. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. This, she's, she's insane. She's nuts. That's all I had. <laughs> I think Mike's, all right. Mike's got some wild turkey well, for us. Wild turkey. Well, a few episodes ago, we had a couple stories about the jackdaw. Derek. Derek. Right. Yeah, Derek. Derek. That was his name. The uh, jerk. That freaking guy. And then there was also the owl. Which I think we, we came up with a name. Yeah, yeah. I think we were kind of the Oliver. I don't know what we called it. I don't remember owl. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't remember the name. I don't either. <laughs> Chad. But it was Chad. <laughs> I think it was Chad. Because <laughs> uh, so, that's a jerk name. Chad. Yeah. yeah. So Sorry to I'm going to tell Chad. But it's yeah. true. We've had, I, I think what's going on here, I think the birds are kind of getting fed up with the advancements of the robots and, and the had monkeys. Enough. Well, they're not real. Well, there's another one out there. This guy's name is Kevin, and he leads. I love how these birds have names. Well, yeah. Who's naming the bird? <laughs> the birds are. Maybe they are. 
Kevin, he leads some bad boys, or should I say some bad girls. So Kevin is a turkey gang leader in a Massachusetts a town. Turkey gang leader. He's got his turkey gang. So this is in... The uh, gobblers. <laughs> they have little leather jackets on. The hair slicked back. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, this is in Wo- Woburn. They Woburn, I'm not little goblet. Thing. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> oh, bad <gross>. boys. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Let's see. So basically, Kevin and his gang, they do the usual street uh, hooligan shenanigans. Shenanigans. They uh, stop traffic. They peck, kick, and cluck loudly at the residents of Woburn. If you catch Kevin and his gang on a bad day, it says they'll even go after your children, too. <laughs> bad Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it says, for whatever reason, this turkey gang spends a lot of their time on one woman's lawn in particular. Smoking. and <laughs> <laughs> Loitery. Yes, like, this is what gave me flashbacks to the other stories because they seem to be targeting specific people. Her name is Megan Tolson, and she was actually the one to give Kevin his name. And she says he is the baddest turkey around. You know that's her ex-boyfriend. Right? <laughs> it's got to be. Or husband. Ex-husband. Yeah. Somebody. It's an ex. So it also says Kevin runs with a tight all-female crew. So I I, I don't know what <laughs> Kevin's up crew. to. But, so, But they also have names, too. So I'm going to call them out. So Kevin runs with Gladys, Esther, Monica, and Patricia. I'm not scared of any one of those names. Kevin, I'm frightened to death of. But Gladys? You're going to let a Gladys come up and, and cause you problems? I don't know. I Well, if Kevin's around, I don't know. Yeah. So Megan said... Uh, he knows the, how to make them women listen. <laughs> apparently the women are so bad. The women are more mellow and not oh. so territorial. But Kevin, Megan says, this is coming from the woman, She she says Kevin amps him up. To get them going around and chasing people. So Kevin kind of, he's the boss. You know, he kind of directs. Him. He calls the hits. Get out there on there right now. Go chase that <laughs> little kid. I got your giblets right here. <laughs> <laughs> it says there have been multiple reports of the birds terrorizing people and not letting them leave their homes, allegedly. <laughs> I'm going to stuff your turkey. <laughs> well, I love how to... Uh, these are some defense strategies that people have done. It says a lot of people will leave brooms or rakes at their front door <laughs> so that they can have them as weapons to chase off the turkeys when they need to leave. Uh, and a quote from somebody says, some days it's frustrating. I'll be like, there's an Amazon package, but I can't get it because the turkeys are out there. The 22 would take care of that as well. <laughs> yes. Pretty quick. <clears throat> this person waits till nightfall to go leave the house, you know, uh, to escape from the turkeys. And, there's a couple videos on here too. The, the turkeys walk right up to the door. You know, they like peck at the door trying to get in, and they just stare at you from Why outside do I the picture door. There's ring doorbell footage of these turkeys like taking Amazon packages and stuff. Yeah, they're package thieves <laughs> rummaging through yeah. looking for grain. <laughs> <laughs> it says another uh, unfortunate victim and, and resident of the town. Uh, Devin Farron says that they're up at, I like this guy too, they're up at 6 a.m. in my lawn and they start chasing us trying to pop the tires. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's supposed to, you're supposed to imagine Kevin right pecking at the tires. No, I think Kevin's got like a, a straight blade or something, a switchblade. Yeah. And he's like popping the tires, you know, that way. Uh, and then Come I on, like. girls, we're going to pop some tires. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it even here. This is. My favorite part of the whole thing. They consulted a supposed turkey expert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it, it's a supposed. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. 
He knew a lot about turkeys, well, but we don't know if he's an expert or not. The supposed came from me, but I oh. mean, the guy is a oh bummer. He's a no, this turkey says he's expert. Actually, a turkey expert. I mean, I don't know how one gets that title, but uh, doesn't deal with chickens. Oh no, it, it's turkeys. It says these turkeys. The problem arises when they become too comfortable with humans. So he said this happens when people feed them. Or, or from the turkeys freeloading off the bird feeders, uh, and instead of the smaller kinds of birds. And he says turkeys are just act- turkeys are just acting out what they do amongst themselves, uh, and that adding. He says that running away can add fuel to the fire because they'll begin to see you as subdominant to them. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that says about turkey culture if they act out kind of what they do amongst themselves. I don't know if, you know, Kevin and his gang is like one example of turkey culture. I, I don't know. I feel like there might be some avenues to explore here. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like it how th- that's when Kevin knows he's got you. When you start running yeah. away, Kevin's like. You're a mark now. Yeah. Boom. Right, yep. That's it. We're going to Mike's house every morning. <laughs> Look at him running. I like that the turkey expert recommends carrying an umbrella and yeah. opening it in front of you to frighten off the birds. <laughs> I picked you going. What? And then pop, 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 pecking on your umbrella. <laughs> it's it's just Swiss cheese by the time it yeah. gets back inside. It's shredded. <laughs> and then it's got a little video gif of the two turkeys carrying guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Kevin and his his gang they made it through Thanksgiving. So they're well, doing. Yeah, nobody. They're all afraid of them. They're doing something right they out are there. Doing something so right. I don't know turkey turkeys and birds in general. I feel like they might be uh, might be up to something. They're making a push for it. Here. They're a little intimidating. Very intimidating. So, watch out for Kevin if you're in Massachusetts. That's right. Please. <laughs> Kevin. He's on the, at the post office wall. I, yeah, well, pretty, that, pretty soon we'll have a top 10 most wanted list here of birds. By name. Yeah. By name. Derek. There's Chad Kevin and Derek, Derek and Chad. And Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> well, you got to watch out for Kevin because he's got multiple subordinates. I think yeah. the other ones might be working kind of alone. Yeah. But. Hey, Kevin's got a gang, so I don't know. It's a female gang, but <laughs> he's got a gang. Hey, women can be <laughs> way more intimidating than men. Yes, they can. Well, I think, Doug, you've got a story about that. We're going to find out. <laughs> I have a couple in Texas here that may be some red flags. They're, they're a little kind of in a rocky point in their in their relationship. And I, we'll have to just look and see. It says a Texas woman breaks in and burns down her boyfriend's house. Oh, that's not- after another woman answered their FaceTime call. <laughs> so, a Texas woman, twenty three, was arrested after she allegedly set fire, set her boyfriend's house on fire during a jealous rage after discovering another woman had answered their FaceTime call. The mystery female turned out to be the boyfriend's relative. <laughs> Oops. Sonata Sota was taken into custody on Monday and faces felony charges for burglary and arson. Her bond was set at $165,000. No one was hurt in a blaze, but the fire caused more than $50,000 in property damage. Whew. The bizarre, bizarre ordeal happened on Sunday when Soto became enraged that her beau may have been two-timing her. And she broke into a San Antonio home and stole some of her items for setting the couch on fire that spread, causing the house to become engulfed in flames. As the house was burning, Soto then FaceTimed her lover that showed 
an image of the burning couch. Oh <laughs> Hope your stuff is going to be okay, she said. <laughs> for the affidavit before driving away in her Kia Optima with the items she had stolen from the home. Person on the FaceTime call who hasn't been revealed turned out to be a relative of the boyfriend. So yeah, she torched his I like house. Like her mugshot, she's kind of smiling. Yeah, I don't think she's she doesn't show any. No, remorse. I don't think that's yeah very remorseful. Yeah, this is a red flag. If you're dating somebody and a person of the opposite sex answers the uh, video call, and their first inclination is I'm going to burn down the house. Not like, oh, who are you? Or what are you doing there? Or call and find out. Let's see who this person is. I can understand you being a little maybe curious. Like, hmm, what's this about? But nope. I go from zero <laughs> to a hundred. That's it. I have, I'm, I'm perfectly lovely and wonderful and loving. Or I'm a crazy, nasty weirdo <laughs> who's going to burn down your house and possibly kill you if you're there. And I'm also going to video it and send it to you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe in nuance. You know, I'm I'm just uh I'm, I'm just straight right. to couch. There's burning. no nuance. Yeah, that's right. I go straight to couch. I got burning. your hunk of hunk of burning love right here. It is. <laughs> so it does not say if they're still together or not. So we don't know. <laughs> well, we don't. I would venture know. a guess. <laughs> oh, you know what though? I, there's people that will stay with somebody no matter what. They're like, yeah, I know she tried to kill me. But she she really loves me. <laughs> she did it for I me. I think I would draw the line she, trying to kill me. Does she really love you? She did it for me. All right. Because she loves me. Yes. yes. Well, let's move on with Christmas coming up. Let's move on to some gifts. I, I found a couple oh, gifts. Oh, great. I wanted some gifts. And like I said, we're going to this Toys of Christmas Past. We're going to talk about some 60s and 70s gifts. Maybe a little bit in the early 80s. Well, hopefully... There's no more puffy bear because I don't want I don't want any more puffy bear. Well, last week we well, had already puffy got you bear. one ordered. Oh, <laughs> last week we had puffy bear. This week I'll name him Kevin. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> he'll dominate you. <laughs> <laughs> when you run away, it's over. You're done. This uh, week I had an. I get in a fight with Courtney's boyfriend pillow. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I'll have to whip him out. It'll be my only defense. It'll be my only help. Wow. You get Puffy Bear. You may be the third line at your house. For, like, I got pushed out by Boyfriend Pillow and Puffy Bear. My only hope is that Puffy Bear and Boyfriend Pillow knock each other out. That's, that's it. That's my only hope. There you go. Well, I got an ad for something that reminded me a little bit of Puffy Bear. This is a dummy you can buy from Walmart. It's a combat sports submission man dummy. Ooh. It's three hundred and six dollars. Well, three hundred and seven plus shipping and handling. What if there was a Black Friday sale on that? There might have been. <laughs> Says the combat sports submission man dummy features an anatomically correct design. Immovable arms and legs for optimal performance. It's eighty pounds. Can be used with for arm bars, passing guards, chokes, side mounts, submissions, and much more. So, so you can get this dummy and practice on it. Greg, we had to get you one. Let's oh, yeah. practice throwing it around. <laughs> I'll just throw the weighted blanket on him. How do you like your combat submission, man? He's terrible. <laughs> He's never submitted to me once. I put him in every hold I know and nothing. He never taps out. I rolled over. He fell on top of me. I couldn't get up for four hours. My wife had to come in and throw him off of me. <laughs> I was tapping out for the last three hours. <laughs> I do. I work. submit. I submit. <laughs> 
There are a few, just a few reviews. Uh, so one of them says, it gave him five stars. Said, no longer lonely. Being single doesn't have to be hard. This will cuddle you at night and listen oh when you need to talk. Dress them up. Men's large will fit fine. <laughs> five star. So, uh, and then, uh, yeah. But, uh, so, so they have the combat submission. But when I was looking, or the, uh, combat sports submission man, but when I'm looking through there, <laughs> some of the things they said, the so customers also may want to consider. They have Century Junior throwing buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that awkward if a, if a guy orders that? Yeah, I got the, yeah. I want the uh, Century Junior throwing buddy. You have kids? Nope. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. nope. <laughs> I just need a helmet to weigh 35 pounds. Yeah, that's the one I want. Yeah. Well, we've also got the uh, 50 pound junior. I love how they give them names too. The combat sports 50 pound youth grappling dummy, Wyatt. <laughs> Everything's got a name. And then they have a 30 pound, 35 pound youth grappling dummy, Brucey. <laughs> Brucey. You get them up. I'm practicing, uh, you know, I want to put some kids in some submission holes. <laughs> I'm going to go to the 50, 50 pound though, because I think I'm going to go up to uh, junior high next year. Start <laughs> taking out some kids. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So anyway, I thought that was a an alternative, let's say, to Puffy Bear. Puffy Bear was he only weighed like eight pounds. He was. I say this guy's a lot tougher than Puffy. This guy Bear. is. This guy ain't putting up with any crap. Puffy Bear punches up. Yeah, he he swings above his weight class. I feel like this guy's going to do whatever he wants to in your house. <laughs> He's tough. He's not going to put up with it. So I don't know if you had anything else before I move on. No, I no. <laughs> All right, so I what started this all off is I saw someone had posted an old ad for a toy that came out in the, it was 1950 to 51. It's called the AC Gilbert Company's U238 Atomic Energy Lab. Oh, that sounds... Build your own little uh, nuclear power plant? So kids nowadays, you know, we, we get them, you know, they get smartphones that they can play games on, they get all this stuff. Back in the 50s, early 50s, we actually had an atomic energy lab. Now, in 1950, it was like 50 bucks, which is pretty pricey steep. For back pretty then. steep. Um, so it was really highly priced. Uh, it came as a kit uh, with four types of uranium ore. There was oh. beta alpha. Uh, PB210, pure beta source, RU106, a gamma source, ZN65, and a spentharoscope with a cloud chamber, with its own cloud chamber and a short-lived alpha source. So it also came with a Geiger counter, a manual, (laughs) a comic book, and a government manual prospecting for uranium. Oh, good. (laughs) Nice. I thought this is insane. Yeah, they sent this out. For kids, and it's specifically for kids. Now, probably junior high kids, granted. But uh, it says, measure radioactivity of uranium and other ores with Gilbert Electroscope, just like real scientists. <laughs> Thrilling to watch Gilbert Spinthroscope show the actual atomic disintegration of radioactive material. 
prospect for uranium and other radioactive ores with the Gilbert Geiger counter. May win you $10,000 government bonus. So <laughs> you send that in, tell the government where there's some atomic energy, some atomic ore that they can pull out for atomic energy. But basically, yeah, you could you bring this up and create your own little uh, atomic reactor. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, I was telling you earlier, they they used to, in our science class, the teacher would pass around mercury for us to look at, <laughs> roll around on our desk, you know. They did that with us. You put it on your desk and it's got such a high or low melting point that, yeah, it's just liquid on your desk. You can push it around. Yeah. That's crazy. Touch mm-hmm. it. Yeah, roll it around. Here, have some mercury. <laughs> so let's jump off. Like I said, we're going we're gonna to start with the 60s, 70s this week. So, Mike, I, I'm sure some of these are they're still around today. So you will have <clears throat> you will have some thoughts on them, I'm sure. But Greg, I don't know. Do you want to tell? So I don't want to because I've got some, but I don't oh, want to. If you want to start with some no, of I yours, just was, or, <clears throat> I was just thinking of some I had when I was a kid or I wanted when I was a kid, and I mean I've got like a whole list of things. Right, so go I, ahead and go go start off some of those, and then I'll. I'll I've well, got some too. I've got a whole I've list said too. my all-time favorite. And this would be more of a 70s. So do you want to stick in the 60s? No, it can go both. Because the 70s, the Verdi Bird, the Mattel Verdi Bird was my favorite toy. So helicopter. Now it was tethered to a thing out in the center. One like nowadays with drones and stuff. Like but, a tower, right? Or something. That it was a little, come yeah, a little and... center thing with a... A nylon piece of material that came up to the helicopter, and it would you could control its up and down and forward and back motions, and you could pick up things with the little hook on the bottom of it. Um, yeah, it was just it was one of my favorite toys growing up. I, we used to me and a friend would have hours of fun with that Verdi Bird. They made a couple different iterations of it. One was on like a uh, a boat, and so the it was. The center hub thing was out on a boat, and then the helicopter would fly around the boat. But, but and they had like a hook on the bottom. And yeah, you to could pick get up pick things. things that are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So there was that. Um, slot cars, slot car yeah. racing. Oh yeah, I had um, slot cars. Love slot. Yeah, cars. a lot of those. Yeah, my dad had a big track that we would play with his kids on those. Yeah, those were always fun. Um, yeah, they, they, they're getting you ready for nowadays with the electric cars <clears throat> that don't run. They should have like big metal skids on the bottom. You got to clean off with an eraser. Yeah, you have to jack your car the car up, up and get, get under there with an eraser. Yeah. I gotta clean this off to get my car to go have better contact on the track. <laughs> or it could be like Hot Wheels. Yeah, yeah. The electric cars could be like that. You drive through a big garage and there's foam rollers yep. turning that'll shoot you out <laughs> the other side and. And then you could go to your next location, your next... You just go as far as the, the momentum track will let take. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, just come right back around. Yeah. yeah. Played a lot with Hot Wheels cars. Yeah, Hot Wheels. So, yeah. Why don't you rattle off some that you... I'll say, well, Hot Wheels came out in like the late 60s. And yeah. I didn't know this Matchbox was before that. Matchbox yep. came out in like in the 50s. Yep. Matchbox has never rolled quite as well as Hot Wheels did, I didn't think. Hmm. Well, one of the things I had, it came out in 69, but it, it was... All through the seventies and, and into the eighties, the Nerf ball, but just Nerf in general. Nerf is huge, but the original <clears throat> Nerf ball came out in nineteen sixty nine. Loved my. We had Nerf ball. We had the Nerf basketball set. Had a Nerf football. Yep. Uh, the dog would oh. destroy at some point, but <laughs> but the original was just a ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the yellow a foam ball. Yellow ball. Well, and now uh, you think about all the Nerf things that are out now. Oh yeah, Nerf has like an arsenal of hundreds of guns you can choose from that'll shoot. 
all sorts of different ammunition at you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's crazy. I think like, the ball is the is least a of it. Is, yeah. It's all, it's all theirs. Yep. Um, how about, now, I don't know if Mike even knows what this is. You might. Weeble wobbles. Weeble wobbles were big in the 70s. They, they were like egg-shaped. I was a little, little egg-shaped people. Hmm. Weeble wobbles, but, but they, they don't, don't fall, fall down. down. So we're kind of weeble wobbles, but we do fall down. Yes. But now. But we, I we fell down the wobble. steps a couple I know. weeks ago. And you didn't pop back up like <laughs> no, the weeble I wobble. I laid there for a second. <laughs> uh, but... The, uh, <clears throat> skateboard. Now I said the skateboard was around, but it really took off in this, in like 1972. That what happened was they had an inventor came up with urethane wheels. Like before that, they were steel, steel. They wouldn't I had roll one very the good. Steel wheels. <laughs> they said the urethane wheels was what really kicked off yep. the, the big push for the skateboards. In yeah, because I had a metal wheel one that would have been in like, I was only like six years old. And so it'd have been like in, uh, 67. Um, I had one of the metal wheeled ones as a wood skateboard with metal wheels. Yep. Then later, like when I was in fourth grade or so, I got that. I can picture it as clear as day. Lime green with the urethane wheels. Man, that thing rolled like a dream compared to the old metal <laughs> wheels. Now, for me, one of my favorite toys still, I will, I love this. Evil Knievel, the stunt car. I did not have the stunt car, but they had the <clears throat> Evil Knievel bikes. Yep. Stunt car, the, the, uh, the rocket car, all of those. The bike came with a, a real evil Knievel. Yeah. When, you know, when he'd hit, he'd break every bone in his body. You had to put him back in. No, didn't really do that. But Bones like the real evil out. Knievel. But I loved evil Knievel. I yeah. loved the, the and the, the little motorcycle that had the pull pull string. or Not a string, but like a pull plastic, almost like a zip tie. Yeah, kind of like the SSP cars they had Yeah, back and, and it too. would have like teeth on one side and it was flat on there and you'd pull it zzzz. Yeah, and that strap yeah. would smack oh, you when yes you pull it, it out. Would. Ah. Yes, it would. I love that. Uh, another very beloved toy. This came out in 1977. Mattel Electronic Football. That was yep, a I had deal. that one. Oh. That was huge. <laughs> oh, the, that electronic football. Oh, you're talking I'm about, talking the, about handheld. The, the handheld game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had the that Mattel too. handheld electronic football. <clears throat> And the original ones came out. We had we got it in about probably seventy nine, and it had your you could you could play when you played football, and it had up and down and then just forward. There was no reverse on the first one we got. Yeah, so I, it was so no I think, what year did that come out? Because I think seventy seven. It said. Oh really? Uh, Man, it seems it like I here. had one younger than that. Maybe you did, but it, this this was say in nineteen seventy seven. So seventy seven. See, I'd already been sixteen. Man, I feel like I was younger. Maybe not. I don't, I don't know. And then uh, this was a this was a fad, and we've talked about this fad before. But it was it sold huge. Nineteen seventy five said the hot the hot gift the pet rock. <laughs> oh, so stupid! And it sold for like three bucks or yeah. something, three something. And they said what what did it was the packaging because it came in a box with holes in it. It came with instructions like how to for care for your pet rock. <laughs> we did um, not get the pet rock. We did not get the pet rock either. So. I don't know. Did you have some more? Go ahead. I mean, I had a number of things. Yeah, go ahead. I, growing up, I had toys from the 60s and 70s. The clackers. Oh, yeah. They were the two big marbles on the end of a string with a washer in the middle. And you would move your hand up and down, and they would start flipping up and hitting off each other. And they'd uh, kill yourself yeah, with in, them. Inevitably, you smack your hand. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the close and play record player. Oh, yeah. My brother had one. <clears throat> That was a uh, 
Flintstones. Oh, it was, was it? a forty-five. Yep. And it was That's all it, you could it play was on it was it looked like a rock. And it had Fred Flintstone on the top, and the handle was a bone, like a plastic <laughs> bone. You'd shut it and play. Yeah, <clears throat> I just had the basic red one that you'd you'd put a forty-five on, yep. shut the lid, and it would play away. The Green Army Men love the Green Army plastic yeah. bags the small of ones. them. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah. Uh, we had tons of those in our house. Those were a great gift. There was there was a big phase in the seventies, I believe, of different types of. Th- there was one called the Incredible Edibles. And you could heat molds, basically, is what they were. You, a lot of them had, like, plastic. I don't remember what those were. But these, you could actually eat them. And they were kind of like a gummy when, after you you put them in this. It was, like, it was like an oven that was a mouth. And I think it heated with maybe a light bulb, like the Easy Bake Oven huh. or something. But <clears throat> you would put this goo in there, shut it, and it would heat it up and make it into, like, kind of a gummy type thing. But they were called Incredible Edibles. I had a game called Crossfire that I loved. It's where you, they, I think that was recently they still had it. It was kind of a <clears throat> trapezoid shaped game. You had a gun at each end that you'd put marbles in, and you had like a disc out in the center, and you would shoot the marbles huh. at the disc never, to try to shoot it one. to the your opponent's uh, little goal or whatever down at the end. It's called Crossfire. Skittle Bowling. And snap bowling, two different types of bowling. But skittle bowl was a large pole, and you throw the ball around, and it swings out and comes back and hits the pins. Never never heard of that one you either. Never heard of skittle bowl? Never heard of it. Or snap bowling. Uh, Legos, believe it or not, were big when I was yeah. that age. But they, they were... There weren't like sets of things, but you just got a box with a bunch of like, yeah, windows and doors. Yeah, and and then some of them were angled, like so they they could be the roof. They would like have two and then a a long angle or a short angle and squares and rectangles. And you'd get wheels so you could make like a car or something, but they were just very basic. Yeah, you'd have some clear ones for, like you said, windows or for the windshields for cars, but yeah. Yeah. Very basic. And for the sports enthusiast, there was the electric football, not the not the Mattel handheld, but the other one that was a long metal. You'd, and you'd put the players on top, and it would vibrate. And okay. the players would move move around on the field when it's vibrating. Weird, but it was fun. And did you ever play the basketball game that was flip? And it had the ping a pong. ping pong yep. ball. I still have that game. Yeah, and it had like the holes out on yep. the court, and wherever the ball landed, if it was your side, you got to flip yep. towards the goal, or the other guy on the other side. I still have that game. Played that for hours. I mean, so yeah, flip. me and my brother would play that a lot. And then of the the last two, I one Christmas got a BB gun, and it was the You'll shoot your own. it yeah. was the pistol, looked like a Luger. Yep. It was a pistol that shot darts, I had a rifle, pellets, and BBs. Pump it up ten times. Yep. This one just had the one pump on the okay on the barrel, and then a wood burning set, <laughs> so you could burn yourself at six years old. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I had a wood burning set, very young. I don't know. I was probably ten. My wife and I were just talking about. Isn't that. it amazing? They would give you a wood burning. set? I said I kept it in my room. Yeah, I just kept it in the closet. Uh, I get it out, it's like plug a soldering it in. Iron. Well, it would get hot enough that you burnt wood. You burnt things into it. it I can still smell that burnt. Oh wood yeah. Smell. Uh, yeah. And you usually it came with a bunch of wood plaques that had outlines of stuff on it, or mm-hmm. you could then they had some blank ones. You could burn your own stuff on it. Yeah, I like the wood burning set. Yeah. I used it a lot. Yeah, they were cool. I mean, like I said, it was like a soldering iron. It but was. Yeah, it just heated up. Did you ever burn yourself with it? Oh yeah, fingers. <laughs> that gets hot. Yep. So. 
Yep. So that was just a few. There's probably a ton more I could think you of. Learned. But yep. well, I got a, I got a few <clears throat> more as well. I got Shrinky Dinks. You remember yeah. Shrinky Dinks? You put them in the oven, they'd shrink down, and they were little plasticky. Yeah, things. you could make like window cleans yeah. or uh, ornaments. Know, put a we stopper had a, on. We had, I think, a Christmas tree ornament one that we got in. You yeah. paint them up. And they were big, and you paint them. You put them in the oven, and they go. They shrink down to these little, yeah, smaller yeah, versions of themselves. Like big sheets, so you could color them well. Yeah, yeah, and then they would shrink up. I think those must have stuck around forever because I think my kids did that. I, they, I probably did. <clears throat> uh, Rubik's cubes. I had a Rubik's cube growing up. I, those are still around. They yeah. came out in nineteen seventy four. Those stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> I never was able to do it. No, I could get one side. That's it. That's, yeah. I've only ever been able to get one side. The Atari Twenty Six Hundred, yeah, I love that. We got it came out in seventy seven. We got ours in eighty uh, when it was already uh, kind of on its way out. I don't know when we got one of those, but uh, we got uh, Pong first. Yeah, see, we never had Pong, <laughs> but ours I wasn't. A, ours wasn't the name brand Pong. Pong. Ours was some generic. My aunt and uncle had like Pong. Pong. We'd well, we play it. it. Uh, now I had an aunt. An uncle that got Atari when it first came out, and we go over and they had bowling, and we're like, "You're playing bowling? It's amazing!" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I loved Atari. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we play outlaw, <laughs> quick draw, shooting, and combat, and yeah, um, basketball. <laughs> yeah, he would just move around with his hand out. His hands out. <laughs> but that was that was always fantastic. So, Mike, are any of these ringing bells for you? Yeah, some of some of the more recent ones that Doug was mentioning. I, I was having to look up, but yeah, yeah, for the most part, actually, I feel like I've heard of most of these in some yeah. form or fashion. Light bright. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't well, have I, my cousins had light bright, and we kind of play with that a little. I bit. I had you know the a more modernized, I guess, version of it growing up. Yep. The etch a sketch, huge etch a sketch. Yeah, we played with the etch a sketch right? a lot. I didn't. I didn't have one, but I would play with one whenever we'd go over to somebody yeah. and do the. Sta- I could never do much with it. You do little stairs on it or yeah. whatever, <laughs> and then you hand it to somebody else, and they would go <laughs> and make yeah. the Statue of Liberty or something. Yeah, not like, me. How'd you do that? <laughs> um, Star Wars, the Star Wars figurines. <clears throat> I did get those in uh, like nineteen seventy eight. You got a Luke Skywalker, an R two D two, and an X wing. Yeah, Loved it. I was a little old for that by then. Loved the star, my Star Wars figurines. I also had a six million dollar man. It was an action figure. It was the taller one, so he's I don't know. He's like I don't know, ten inches tall maybe or something. And you could hit, you could look through the back of his head, and you could look through his oh, eye, and it the- would be red. <laughs> so I was like, oh. and when you move, he go. It was. I loved my six million dollar man. It was awesome. And then we haven't forgot about you, ladies. There's the easy bake oven. So yeah. you got the easy bake oven. Put it in. You cook something with a forty watt bulb. Does it say what year that started? The easy bake oven. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like they were around sixty three. Yeah, they were around a long time. Sixty three. And then they also had the Susie homemaker set. Oh, the Susie homemaker set was just. Play stuff. It was like a play refrigerator with plastic food in it. A play. Well, you want to teach them young. Well, you start them with that. <laughs> so, all you guys out there, when you're getting married, get your wife at first the Susie homemaker. Let her play around with the plastic stuff. Then you move her up to the easy bake oven. <laughs> then maybe try real microwave. Then yeah, then a real microwave. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody, relax. Yeah, it said yeah. The Easy Bake Oven came out in '63, but it was the '70s that really saw 
the kind of the start of I mean that really took off. <laughs> yeah, with the forty watt bulb and Betty Crocker branded product. That was the big one. You make the Betty Crocker. <clears throat> I think my wife had the Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, and there's the shrinky dinks. Oh, the spirograph. We just saw one of those oh, at the I store. Oh, lo- I love the spirograph. My wife said, I never yeah. had that. She's like, oh, I love the spirograph. Yeah, they were fun. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think that was all I had. I think that was about finish me up. Uh, for the 60s and 70s, there's a ton more. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get you know too much more into it. But yeah, the $6 million man was, was oh, he's 13-inch. Had the red track suit and the telescopic bionic eye and a right arm that could lift two pounds. <laughs> Look at that. Was there a, uh, what, what was the, um, oh, the woman? Uh, the bionic woman. Bionic woman? There probably was. I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, you remember the Stretch Armstrongs? Yep. Yeah. Oh, did you ever have a Stretch Armstrong? Um, Tracy did. My younger brother, he yep. did. My brother had a Stretch Incredible Hulk. <laughs> of it course. was it was like the Stretch Armstrong, but it was the Incredible Hulk. It was green, and we were pulling it and playing with it and doing different things. And one day, it just broke apart, and the, the ooze came out of it. Yeah. And just for fun, I was looking at different things. Like, well, we got Christmas coming up, and we tried to do different weird fun things. And I was looking at, oh, there's some Stretch Armstrong. So you know, trying to find something nostalgic. That's get it. I thought, well, what, what about the Incredible Hulks? So I looked those up, and I guess they're super rare right now. They said there are only. 30 known Incredible Hawks still out. Jeez. And they're going for $6,000 or more oh, a piece. Man. I told my brother, he's like, of course they are. Like, oh, yeah, of said, course. Who thinks of that? When you're when you're a kid, you don't get it to keep in the box. No, like, no I'm going to play with it. You these. get it to play Same with Same with it. baseball cards or something. You stick them in your spokes. In the spokes. Or we were talking about this over Thanksgiving, and my son showed me this video of, that some guy did where he talks about all this nostalgic stuff that millennials now. And he, he said, <laughs> him and his buddy, they're acting like they're – 12 years old, you know, and he's got his hat on backwards. He's got Pokemon cards. He's like, oh, yeah, and he's eating peanut butter. He's got peanut butter all over his hands, and he's eating a sandwich. He's got it all over. Yeah, this is this one card that's worth $1,000. I got a bunch of these. You want this one? Yeah. He's like, okay. Well, I like to take it, just put a bend in it so I know it's mine. <laughs> like, like showing all the stuff that they do. Where now, had you not done this, it'd be worth fortune. But he's like, yeah, when you're a kid, like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's got some peanut butter jelly. It's okay. I don't care. You get a bunch of those in every stack. <laughs> yep. But that's uh, that'll wrap that up. I got nothing else, so I don't either. That's about all I had yeah. tonight. Like I said, we're gonna really get into some Christmas stuff the next couple episodes and keep that going. But hey, we thank you for tuning in. We're gonna wrap this up. If you like the show, give us a five star rating, a review, hit that share button. Relax, take in a deep breath, enjoy yourself. Don't get offended. Laugh a little bit. Things are gonna be all right. We hope you're tuning in in seven days, and until then, see ya. Later. Peace. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.